Hey, I'm Jesse. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 now, beginning in verse 4. Such is the confidence we have through Christ before God. Okay, just for context, he has just affirmed the church of Corinth as the testimony to the veracity of his ministry. Like we have letters of recommendation not written with pen and ink, but on human hearts. They're not on tablets of stone. Your hearts are the tablets. You want proof? The, uh, Paul says to the church of Corinth that our ministry is legitimate. Look in the mirror. Look at your own hearts. You are the letters of recommendation. You are the proof, the fruit of our ministry. Such is the confidence we have through Christ before God. It is not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. He has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So he's saying a couple of things here. One, he's reaffirming his confidence in Christ before God, and his confidence is not in himself. His competence is from God. Yesterday, we were driving home with the, with the Campbell kids in the car, and uh, my kids were just feeling especially affectionate you know, uh, it's really, really sweet to see. And it's spring break, so they're off of school, so we're just together all the time. And um, we've had a few flare-ups, and I've had to pull some of my Campbell kids off of each other. I want you to get this leave-it-to-beaver picture of life in my house. It's not always perfect, but man, it was really gushing with affection the other day. And uh, the, the I love yous from the kids were just coming every few minutes. And they all I wanted to do was snuggle. Um, that one of the fights that broke out was actually who got to sit next to, who, who got to sit on this side, who got to sit on this side while we were watching uh, watching a movie together, you know, like, and, and so one of them even asked and brought this up about, um, about like why our family is so good. Um, and remind me of this in the years to come when they hit their teenage years and they start like rebelling because right now they're all little and they're all really sweet. And, uh, and, and I had to answer, it's because of the gospel, buddy. It's because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He just said, like, I'm so thankful for our family. Why is our family so good? And I said, it's because of the gospel. It's because of the gospel. Uh, and it's like, it's why I, one of my temptations that I face is to put my family on a pedestal as an idol. And they can sometimes become more important to me. The temptation is for me to overemphasize my relationship with my wife and my kids over my relationship with Christ. Where like if my wife is mad at me, for example, then I will like utterly devalue myself and I will forget that I've been saved by grace through faith. And that's putting my wife on a pedestal over Christ. I need to think more highly of what Christ says about me than what my wife says about me. And so that's a struggle that I have. And I explain like, it's because of the gospel. As long as the gospel of Jesus Christ is foremost in my heart, then what you see is the Holy Spirit working through me. When you see me fail, when you see me lose my temper, when you see me sin, you see me mess up, that's my total depravity at work. And we've taught our kids like what total depravity and we trained in some doctrine, I hope. And like, that's total depravity. But when the Holy Spirit's at work, that's when mommy and daddy's marriage is really strong. And that marriage strength provides this umbrella of love for you guys to be under. And that's why our family is so great, buddy. It's because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul is saying this in the context of a church. His competence for ministry, his adequacy is from God. Verse six, he has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, 
not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. It sounded like this really sweet discourse across three little verses, and then suddenly it took a dark turn. What is that about, Jesse? This is something you'll see in the book of Galatians, especially. He's referring to the old covenant legalism and the new covenant grace. The old covenant is by the letter of the law. In Romans 10, he says, the man who does these things will live by them. But now the New Testament grace is through faith in Christ. The, the, this, this is by grace through faith in Christ alone. This is how New Testament salvation works. But in the Old Testament, it was through adherence to the law, which demonstrated your faith in the Messiah to come. And you would adhere to the letter of the law. In the original context, when Jesus showed up on the scene, that letter of the law led to this splitting of hairs and parsing of words to add on rules upon rules upon rules. And the, the letter of the law, it just killed people. They were so weighed down, not only with the law of God that they couldn't measure up to, but even the additional laws of the Talmud that overly burdened them. It's why Jesus wept for Jerusalem. And now in the New Testament salvation, the New Testament salvation, this is, this is, where, uh, this is where the Spirit gives life. So when he says in verse six, it's, it's a, we are ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, meaning of the letter of the law, but of the spirit, not of the old covenant, but of the new covenant, the Holy Spirit we inherit in the book of Acts, the beginning of the New Testament. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. He go on to explain as well that because of the law, we become conscious of sin, but because of the grace of God, we are alive. And because of Jesus's work on the cross and his resurrection, we are freed from sin and death. So the spirit, uh, the, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. He's referring to the old covenant versus the new covenant. In the old covenant, we became aware of our sin. In the new covenant, we have life in Christ. So he refers to the competency that comes his way. Again, he's in the context of this letter, he's having to defend himself against accusations and an attempted character assassination at the hands of self-appointed apostles. Now he's, he's saying, look, this competence, it comes from Christ. The competency, it all comes from God. It's not at all because of my intellect and my powers of persuasion. It's not because of my literary skill or my leadership acumen. It's 100% because of Christ's work. We have confidence. Uh, the confidence we have is through Christ before God. It's not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything that's coming from ourselves. This is consistent with what he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter two. I didn't come at you with wise and persuasive words. It wasn't because I was taking the latest and greatest Greek philosophies. I wasn't quoting the Stoics and the Epicureans and integrating them into my sermon. It was just Christ and him crucified. That's all that I knew among you. He said, I always came back to Christ, always came back to Christ, always came back to Christ. So he's, he's, this is consistent from 1 Corinthians to 2 Corinthians. It is God who has made Paul competent to be a minister in the new covenant. This is Paul's defense. God is the one who gave us this gift. God is the one who has made us competent to serve in this context, not through old covenant legalism, but through new covenant grace.